Winston Churchill said, The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity, and the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. On today's podcast, as we near the election, let's talk about how we harvest the opportunity out of every difficulty we find here in Colorado. Hi, my name is Spring Erickson, and this is a season of change in Colorado with Spring. This podcast has been developed to speak to the political issues I see we face in Colorado and why I am running for the Colorado State House District 48. It is produced by myself and the Spring Erickson for House District 48 Committee. And as with all political messages these days, my name is Spring Erickson and I approve this message. Now that the legal stuff has been observed, let us return back to today's podcast. Welcome back, as it is the last day of October here in Colorado, and we are eight short days away from the uh, election of 2022. I'm factoring this will probably be our last podcast together until the election cycle. Um, so I'm, I'm thanking all of you for being here right now and listening to this podcast Uh, being part of all of the activities that we have created throughout the course of this seven-month journey to the elections. Um, It's it's interesting to me because I'm kind of, this is one of the few that I've probably actually done off the top of my head, and uh, so it's, it's interesting to me to think back on all the things that have happened and how we started this little experiment, my sister and I, by simply standing in the kitchen one day right before the assembly and saying, if nobody else runs, one of us should probably do it. And because she's so busy with her job and everything, and I've got a life that's kind of able to be flexible, because I have my painting and my writing and my things that I do around here, I decided it would be me. And when we went to the assembly and no one stood up for the Democrats, I said, yeah, I'll do it. At the time, I had no idea who would even be running on the other side. I just didn't want there to only be one person in the slot on the ballot, as it has always been in Weld County. And so I said, yes, I would do it. This was a new district. It had just been redistricted during this last cycle. And... It was full of possibility and promise, so I decided I would do it. And here we sit. We are just eight short days away from finding out who will win the seat, and I am just grateful for the opportunity that has been given to me. And I am grateful for all of you who have listened to this podcast, who have worked for our campaign knocking doors and going to events and talking to your neighbors and your friends about this campaign. And I'm just thankful for getting the ideas that we had out there. And I hope that if and when the time comes that I am successful, that we will get to continue this little discussion about Colorado together. And if not, then I hope that the ideas and the possibility and the promise that we have planted as seeds 
will grow and flourish in the garden that we call Colorado. And I want to thank you for all of that. They usually say that when you do a political campaign, you have to have a closing argument. So today, this will be mine. I think the real reason why I got into this was not only because there was a slot open, but because I'm kind of tired of the other side talking about fear all the time. There's another saying, not just the Winston Churchill that I brought up, but this one doesn't really have, it's been attributed to an anonymous person, and but it's more the way that if we took Winston Churchill's argument and we put it into 2022 language, that we would say it. If you look for problems in life, all you will find is problems. But if you look for possibility, all you'll ever find is promise. And I think that's very clear how both sides of this argument have been in this campaign. My opponent has always seen fear. He sees fear in every single thing that happens. And he wants to stop and argue and find ways to isolate so that we can be more and more fearful. I've lived my life in fear before, and I don't want to go back. I like being an optimist. My nerdy brain tells me that's the Hufflepuff in me. I want to find the possibility and the promise even in the dark time. And all it requires is a little help. It requires you to be open. It requires you to believe that others also can see the possibility and the promise. That we will find the opportunity in the difficulty. And I'm okay with that. If I win this seat, I will be one of 64 representatives at the State House. So I can't just wave a magic wand and make everything okay. I have to work with 64 other individuals who have also seen possibilities and promise and seen fear and have judgments of how life should be. And we have to work together. And I guess that's why when you look at our website, the first thing I put on our website was that I wanted to end tribalism. And if you don't know what tribalism means, it just means that each of us belong to a tribe, correct? Each of us belongs to a group of people who believe the same thing. And I'm tired of politicians thinking that all you can do is only talk to the people who believe just like you, who think just like you, who say the same things as you, because that's why we can't get anything done. If you don't look at an optimist, then you're always a pessimist. And if you're always an optimist, you don't have enough reality to understand that you need a little pessimism. So we have to talk together and we have to work together. And we can get things done. And I think that's what most Coloradoans want. We want things to get done. We are kind of tired of everybody using every issue as a wedge issue and they won't change anything because they may need it to get elected next cycle. I'm not in this to win multiple cycles in the state house. I'm in this to help make life just a little bit better for all of us out here struggling in the world. I've been struggling in the world for many years. Other people have been struggling in the world for many years. And I think 
that is the thing that we have to take into account. Everyone needs everyone to walk a mile in their shoes, to hear how life has treated them differently than how you may have been treated, and to accept it and not say, well, you're not good enough, or I'm sorry, but you just don't matter. And I think that's something that we have to take into account. The other side does that quite a bit, that if you don't think the same way I do, you don't matter. I don't always agree with my party either. I don't agree that, because we do it too. We say, if you don't believe the way we believe, then you don't matter either. And that's not right. And I want to go to the state house and remind my party. I want to be in the room where it happens just so that I can stand up and say, hey, did you guys forget there's another side to this story? That maybe you need to open your eyes from time to time. And I think that that's what everybody here in House District 48 wants. We want someone who will go to the state house and they will try their best, best, best at finding a way to make opportunity out of difficulty, to make it easier to make ends meet, to be able to pay for housing and car payments and make gas a little cheaper if they can. And that's great. But we also want to make sure that we can educate our kids and fix the potholes on the highways so that I don't wreck the steering in my car and have to go get new alignment every six months. This is what a state legislator can do. They can make sure your kids get educated. They can make sure that per-pupil funding gets expanded. They can make sure that CDOT is filling the potholes or adding another lane to a highway where hundreds of people have been killed. That they can fix a spot where a school is in jeopardy because of car accidents all the time. This is what a state legislator can do. I can't fix inflation. And I would have loved to have done a whole podcast on inflation just to explain that this isn't just a U.S. thing. It is a global thing. But I didn't have time to do that because I was out knocking doors and listening to people and listening to the things that was important to them. And one of those things that was most important was making sure kids get educated, to making sure that the next generation of people understand how democracy works. And that is something I am deeply passionate about. I think we need to make sure that democracy is taught in every school. And that's something a state legislator can do. Most of the time we go down there and we deal with money. How do we pay for things so we can get things fixed? How do we make sure that things are getting done that help our people? And I know that if I get that chance, I will try my best to make things work a little bit easier for you. A lot of the things we talked about in the campaign were national issues. And that's going to be harder to fix, but you need someone who can be in the room who can talk to those representatives in the higher echelon levels. And that's kind of somewhat where you have to look at it as if you put somebody else from an opposite party in the slot, can they really work with somebody from the opposite party? 
And if you think that answer is yes, I would say go for it. But if you know that, especially in the way our politics works right now, if the higher echelon jobs are going to be one party, maybe it is the best to vote for the lower tier candidate who matches that party. Though I will say, I do have friends on both sides of the aisle. And if one of them should become a congressperson, her and I have already talked about how we can work together. So it's hard for me to not think of how do you do this tribal thing, but you also need a little of the tribal thing and all of that. And I'm sure this is all sounding very rambled and gumbled, but this is how politics really works. There's a, there's a saying in political science that we say that there are two things you don't want to know how they're made. Laws and sausage. And you know, as a farm kid, I actually do know how to make sausage and it is not pretty from time to time. But neither are making laws. But I understand how it works. And I'm willing to go down there and I'm willing to make sure that with every decision I make in the state house, that I am saying in the back of my mind, how does this affect House District 48? And not in terms of like, how does this affect my district so that I can get reelected? But actually, how does this affect the people that I work for? The voting population is who I work for. And so how does this affect them? And I have no problem saying no to things that won't work for them. And I have no problem saying yes to things that I don't agree with, but would help my population. Because that's what a good legislator does. I think when we go in with a little bit of pessimism and a little bit of optimism, we do find the opportunity in every difficulty. And I am willing to work with anyone and everyone to find ways to find a thorough path through the difficulty with optimism and hope that we can make things just a little bit better for everyone in our districts. Because that's really all we ever really wanted out of our politicians. We send you there to represent us so that we can go on with our day-to-day -day lives without having to worry about how everything else is running. We just hope that when we send someone to the legislature, that they keep in mind those things that affect us. And for years and years, both sides have not and I apologize for that. But that's why I am running. Because I promise I will not forget where I came from. I will not forget the fact that I am a fifth generation Weld County native. That this dirt runs deep in my bones. And that all of the things that happened to me have happened to others. And even some things that haven't happened to me are far worse than I have ever imagined have happened to people in our district. And we need to be supportive and compassionate. And we need to make life easier for everyone so that they don't have to struggle to put food on the table or shoes on their kids' feet or just buy a book to read to their toddler. But that they can thrive and find their place here in our Garden of Colorado so that they can grow 
and bloom and be everything and every possibility that we can share here. And as our time closes today, I want to thank you again for listening. Thank you again for being with me on this journey. And I want you to remember that if you do see pessimism in difficulty, then all you will ever see is the pessimism. But if you are willing to open your mind, you can find the opportunity in every difficulty. And things will feel a little better in that respect. And we can work together if we are willing. And we can find a way to make Colorado the place we can all be proud to call home. Thanks for joining me today on our podcast. If any of this information has piqued your interest into me as a candidate, we'd love to invite you to visit our website at springco48.com. You can also join us on our social media community on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at springco48. Thank you again for joining me for Season of Change in Colorado with Spring. Once again, I am Candidate Spring Erickson. I approve this message. May you plant the seeds of change in your own community. Take care, and we will see you next time.